Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session after a bit of a hiatus we've had a trouble making schedules work and and you know we do have other lives um so anyone who missed us we missed you too um and while we've been gone the debt ceiling debate has been just looming towards us Mm. and we're basically there now we are now at the zero hour i have very strong feelings about this but how you doing man it's been a while since we've been on the air together uh yes yeah uh i am good i am stressed and part of the reason why i'm stressed is directly related to the debt ceiling and this whole debate right and the reason why is you know part of what we believe uh one of the terms of you know getting this through uh for for republicans was the clawing back of money that was dispersed during covid right and now the reason why that affects me is that a lot of what me and my company what we're doing um you know not necessarily relies on but a lot of what we are doing can be helped by municipal money right and so right now you've got a lot of places that like a lot of small cities a lot of municipalities that don't normally have money that have it because of covid right now and so they're looking for different ways to use this money to make their cities better, right? Through infrastructure projects, through housing development projects, and all those sort of things. Well, if they haven't allocated that money, right, by a certain time frame, then that then they can lose it. And we've known that all along, right? But that that drop dead deadline was in twenty four. And so what the Republicans are saying is we want to claw some of that, but we want to claw all of that money back, you know, six months early, and in in order to you know, help reduce spending and cost and everything else uh, to help with this debt so we can increase the debt ceiling and everything. So so a lot of these local municipalities are going crazy trying to figure out ways to use this money without, ha- so it doesn't get clawed back, right? And so again, that's in the world that I live in. So I'm getting calls from, you know, different cities that we're working in like, hey, you guys said you had a project. Can we talk about that? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm looking at putting these proposals together and it's added all sorts of stress to my life because one, they couldn't get a deal done earlier. And then they throw in this clause, which, you know, I think it's just, I think it's kind of them kicking the dirt in the faces of people, right? Like the money was put out there to help. It was help these municipalities. Like it's already been allocated from the government. Clawing it back just seems like a shitty move. Um, it seems like you're going to force some of these places into making bad decisions because they're going to rush to just say, all right, fine, sign off on this, sign off on that. Because you'd rather be the mayor or governor or whatever that like you, you can explain away why you signed off on something that maybe wasn't great. Like you were trying to do something, but you don't want to be the elected government official that lost X amount of dollars that did not make it back into your community because you couldn't make a decision. You know, and, and to that point, if you make a decision to spend money on your community, whether or not that money is effectively spent doesn't get seen for months, years, whatever. Right. So, so you, you can know, make the argument. Exactly. Yeah, you I can. did this for the city. And by the way, we're all through the next election cycle. Right. By the time you find out that, oh, and 80% of this right. got... And, we, you know, and we're in a unique position because of what we do. Um, you know, and that was not a challenge. No, 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 no. Well, what I'm saying, but 
we are in a u- unique position because we're working with 3D construction, which is a new technology, which everyone's trying to figure out like what the role of it will be in the construction world. And then you take in the fact that we're a housing developer, um, we work in workforce education. So everything that we do, if you let us do it and you pay us to do it, then we definitely add value to any community that we go into. So it, for us, you know, we had to lay it out for there was a mayor that reached out to us who, and that was his exact thing. He's like, I don't want this money to go out, but how do I explain it? And I said, well, explaining us is easy, right? Like these are the things that we want to do for your community. And we legitimately want to do them because we're a new company and we need to add to our portfolio. And we want to make sure that what we're doing um, is makes sense, right? Like, so in order, and, and the only way to do that is to do it, right? Like the only way, like I tell my guys all the time, like, look, the only way we're going to get good at building is building. So we got to get out there and build. Uh, so it's, it's an easy argument. But, you know, other things related to the debt ceiling, um, you know, it, it really, and, and this kind of flows into the next topic, but it's really kind of brought out a lot of cattiness on the GOP side. There's a lot of frustration and anger with, with Kevin McCarthy from Republicans. Like you're seeing, you know, that Laura Loomer, you know, Trump right. operative going after him and then you know like marjorie taylor green is praising him but then other you know the staunch maga people are attacking kevin mccarthy like it's 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 really it's really crazy and and there's a lot of things like even marjorie taylor green rolled out all these air quotes facts about this debt ceiling bill but they're not accurate right like they're, they're not accurate they're not true she said they completely defunded the irs you didn't one if you defunded the IRS, it would be a hell of a bigger story than, than whatever this is. <laughs> also, like when you read the actual text of the bill, right, which I, I can't say that I read all however many pages, but I, I read half of it, right, like going through the different okay. sections to see. More than me. Well, because there were specific things in it that <laughs> I wanted to see. Like there was stuff on student loan debt. There was stuff on housing, the stuff on the COVID money, right? Like so all those things are relevant to me. Was there anything on marijuana legalization? Um, a little bit not. I'm joking. Not I'm actually, joking. So, there, so there was, <laughs> I was there was a, a little bit of movement. Um, there, it's, it's it's a side thing, but it bodes well for legalization in the future. But it's not what you're hoping for. I just said it to be a wise ass because like these are things that directly impact your day to day, right? And not mine. Wait, well, because what actually the reason why I got I dug into it is because there was a rumor going around that they were going to trigger having to pay back student loans sooner, which I had paid on my student loans through this hiatus up until about four months ago when I just absolutely couldn't afford to do it anymore. Um, so then I was kind of freaking out if they were going to speed that up. But the language is un, like, and this is another thing when they do when they write these bills, they put in so much unnecessary bullshit language when they could just actually directly say the thing, right? Or not say anything at all because ultimately they didn't change the date as to when student loan payments are going to begin again, right? Like they didn't change it, but they put they added it into this bill for some unfucking known reason, and they they put so much word vomit around it that I had to read it like three fucking times to realize they didn't change anything, right? Like and, it's and, and you know and, damn well and, it's not an accident, and it's not an accident. They do it all the time, and it, it is one of the more frustrating things. Like I, I again, I live in this world of legislation and bills and all this other crap and that is one of my biggest complaints is that is it is a type of gatekeeping that is so obnoxious right and just it, it just irks the shit out of me but um 
as it relates to the debt ceiling, I think it's a huge win for for Democrats and really Joe Biden. Um, you know, there's not much that that Republicans can hang their hat on. I think that you know if they can, you know, clawing back COVID money is going to be the thing that they celebrate. The one point seven billion dollars that they cut away from the IRS, they're already trying to spend that. Like they defunded the IRS, like like I said about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they did. They cut like one point seven billion out of their budget, but they just got that's, that's real money. I mean, but they just got eighty seven billion dollars allocated right. to them. So that, it's actually it's actually not right. Like I mean, that's real money. But when you have eighty six billion billion, yeah, it's, it's right. A, like it's you've a got two percent reduction, right? Like so, if you take away one point seven billion, but it's you've got eighty six other yeah. of them, then this is it's a two percent reduction, right? Like so, uh, okay, great. But, but I, I want to say this because I know it's been said a lot, but what bothers me the most about this whole debt ceiling conversation is this is one of the things where the partisan attacks fuck the country, and maybe we avoid it this time. But we had Trump going on the CNN town hall, air quotes, whatever the fuck, saying, if we don't default now, it's going to happen later, so we might as well do it now. And they said, well, when you were president, you said messing with the debt ceiling wasn't political fodder. He was like, yeah, but I'm not president anymore. So that guy just got up there and said, yeah, I really don't care about the country. When it was good for me, I cared about this. When it's not, it's not. I do not recall a Democratic Congress holding up a debt ceiling vote. I also don't recall a debt ceiling vote coming up with a Republican Congress since Mitch McConnell became the leader of the Senate that didn't have this kind of fight. And this kind of fight is so bad for the country because we are lucky that the world perceives us as a stable economy. And the second the world doesn't, we are fucked. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And this is the part that you got to pay real close attention to. The world doesn't see you as a stable economy, right? The world knows that you are literally hanging on by a thread. And I don't care, like, and, and you can call a market ban or whoever, um, but, and they're going to they're, they're gonna push back and say, oh, no, everything is great. We just got to, blah, blah, blah. no, it's not. Like, this whole BRICS thing, right? These other countries that are starting to, like, form around China um, and reestablishing a new current, like, all that is really happening. And right now, all they're doing is biding their time. And I think they're feeding into it, right? Like, I think the Chinas, the Irans, the I, th Russians, I think you're actually adding to my point. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, though, like, I, th what they're doing is that they're feeding, they're, they're feeding the beast, right? Which is where a lot of this social media stuff is coming from. You know, for whatever reason, like, we take so much from social media here in, in the U.S. These other countries know it. So they just, they all have troll farms set up. And they all just send out, like, they they don't have to, they just say whatever, right? And it's easy, you can, and now you can even spot them out, right? You can spot, like, you can tell foreign, like, you can just tell, right? And now there's a few crazy Americans mixed in there where you're like, I don't know, but still. But, like, you can see, it's easy to tell what they're doing. Um, and it's, like I said, it's China, it's Iran, it's Russia, it's North Korea, it's everyone who's got an incentive to see us fall. And... Of all the ways to take us down, right? It's kind of like World of the Worlds. Like the missiles didn't work, nuclear didn't work, everything else. But then it was just a little bit of a, a little parasite, a little bug, right? Like a little bacteria that the aliens couldn't handle, and that ultimately is what takes them down to War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, of course. Um, 
but, there was an earlier version of that. Right, there was, but uh, that was before knows, either yes. of us were born, True. and it wasn't a movie. Thank you for I acknowledging know. that I was not born in 1950. <laughs> but for us, you know, like you're not gonna you're not gonna beat us on a face to face on the battlefield. Uh, you know, you're not gonna come to the U.S. Right, you could try, and you may be able to get something off like 9/11, but ultimately you're gonna end up with 20 years of war in your country, and your entire country destroyed, where you took down a few of our buildings. So. But the way to attack us is to get us to basically destroy ourselves. And how they've done it is they've used social media to inject that poison into the body politic. And they are winning and they're very successful. So there's no reason to crash our economy right now, right? Because they're really not set up for it yet, right? Like the rest of the world, like they don't really give a fuck about us. They know that we're going down. But they need us right now to stay propped up while they basically get themselves all set up. And then when it's time, right, then they'll just absolutely be like, yeah, fuck your credit rating. We don't have faith that you guys can figure anything out. You guys are fighting over the dumbest shit. You, you, your, your, your leader is between Donald Trump and some fucking senile guy or the sociopath Ron DeSantis or Robert F. Kennedy or Marianne Williamson. Either way, whoever's running your country, waste of our time. right? Like, and I'm talking, we're not far from this. We're, we're within the next presidential election where this all goes tits up. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I'm, I was kind of saying the same thing from a different angle in the sense that right now we enjoy a lot of what we do because the world at least officially considers us to be right. the stable currency. And the day that we're not that, we are but, fucked. Again, I, we we <laughs> are going to dictate that. Just so no, you know. No, no, like, I'm, 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 well, I'm telling but, you, but, but just right this, now... We're in this position because they need us to be, right? Like, they want to turn off the faucet, but right now they can't because it would be too damaging to the rest of the world. So they just are waiting. They're getting their ducks in a row. China's leading the charge. And then when they're ready, right, they may give us a little time to see if we can just do it ourselves, right? And then they don't have to do anything. But then if they do, they'll oh, just call our debt no, and then yeah, we're crushed. No, no, they, I mean, you know, sadly, again, I think we're agreeing more than we're not, Um you know, the perception, you're saying they're maintaining the perception for now because it is to their advantage. But doing shit like this, where it trickles to the edge every time. This is leading to the Tina Turner thing later, but in Thunderdome, right? Embargo on power. I just have my ego stroked. We've been doing our embargoes for a long time. And at some point they're going to go, we don't need you anymore. And as soon as they decide they don't need us anymore... I don't like where that sends our economy because right now we do have the we do have the advantage of being the biggest baddest military on the planet by far. We spend ten times more than anyone right. else. So the only difference in what we're saying is that like it doesn't matter that we're doing this with the debt ceiling. Okay. We could have we could have had this deal all worked out. It didn't have to be a dramatic thing. And I still think those other countries are still aligning themselves so that they can they can kick us off the off the oh. top spot. Um, I like, think the debt ceiling this doesn't like hurts I, the cause. I don't America. think it. I really don't think it does because I don't think that like we've been doing this so long with this bullshit kind of back and forth that like it's just okay. the norm, right? Like, and so I don't think that they look at this and they're like, oh my god, look at what's happening over there. I think it's they're doing here we go thing. again. They're right. doing that thing, and I think they're also like, hey, how how long until we're ready to hit go on our thing so we could be done with their thing. Uh, we need another five years. Fuck's sake. All right, fine. 
We haven't I mean, you, you like know, I think that's where we're that, at. That, like I, I, I don't think what you're saying is crazy by right. any I don't any think I, like I, I don't think anyone's looking at like oh my god they're so unstable like it's it, like we have to like okay. I think there do are, you think we did that 15 years ago and now it's it's coming to fruition because I do blame Mitch McConnell and his whole this is a hostage worth worth taking thing that has now become the Republican mantra of anytime it's time to raise the debt ceiling we're gonna suddenly act like we care about f- uh, you know fiscal responsibility because yep. they fucking don't. No, I mean, we, know, the, we, we, the, know, we, we know we know as a country, but we don't. Right? Okay. Like yeah. I mean, it's not even like you're. you're uh, you Preaching to the choir isn't even the right word. It's, I'm right. Sp- like you, shouting to the void. You don't need to be a, a, a finance economics expert to know that they're full of shit when they're talking about uh, uh, fiscal responsibility and being fiscally conservative. You like if you can if you can tell a big number from a small number, right? Then <laughs> you can tell that they're full of shit. Um, just based off their spending and based off of, you know what they cut and what they what they go after. So, uh, you know, I, I think in this particular instance, if this debt ceiling passes and makes its way through the Senate, which it likely which it likely will, um, it's going to cause a lot of turmoil in the GOP. It'll be interesting to see what it does to Kevin McCarthy's seat um, because you know, remember, it took them how many times to actually elect fifteen, him? I right, believe fifteen. You know, fifteen times. 15 votes to get him into the speaker position. They built in all these sort of stop gaps so that they could boot him if they don't like it. You have to imagine there's some, there, there are some people in the House who don't like this. So how much longer will Kevin McCarthy be speaker after this? I don't know. Um, this, this passed in the House by a pretty substantial majority. It was like 334 to 117. Might be pulling those numbers out of my ass yeah. a little no, bit. It was, something I, close to that. It was substantial. But, I mean, you still got 117 who said sure. no. Oh and, yeah, that's a and so and I don't. And so what is you know what do they need to, to remove him from that speaker position? You know, I, I think they just need you and I to yell it really loudly from my front porch. Yeah, maybe it's, it's not quite that simple, but and he conceded a lot. He he did, and so you know the question is how does that like I mean because we can move into the whole Trump DeSantis thing right because you can see the division and realignment of the GOP and MAGA and everything else happening right now. A little sooner than I had anticipated, mostly because I thought DeSantis was... More viable than he actually is because he's no, much more of a clown than you realized? No, it's not even that. It's just that he he is, like, he's so self-absorbed. Like, that's ultimately what is going to be his undoing. Likely. Now, listen to what you just said. He is so self-absorbed, it's going to destroy him when competing against Trump. Everything you said is correct. Right. But think about what that means. Right. Now, think I, about now, what that means. here's the thing. I, I don't know that to be true because I think it's only between Trump and DeSantis at this point. Nikki Haley can rattle her cage and all these other people can rattle it, but none of them are going to draw no. like either of these guys. And Trump still does have some serious issues. He's still got to deal with, with Georgia. He... Uh, he still has to deal with the federal investigation into his 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 document his uh, confidential documents right. and, and all that. So like Trump's got some issues besides his normal bullshit, and so like that that could come into play at some point in time. I know he's got uh, a trial that will be happening, you know, around like like dead smack in the center of of the campaign and and, and leading up into uh, the the into voting. Right and in twenty twenty four, so he's got some serious issues that that could end up being his undoing and not through any right control. I mean, of the joke is he could be running from jail. 
which right, is exactly. not which is what he's impossible. doing. Like, I mean, let's be honest, right? Like, I mean, he knows like these violations are serious, especially what he did down in Georgia. Um, this whole thing with obstruction with the with the documents, like that's relatively serious as well. I mean, you're talking about federal, um, you know, possible fe- federal indictments there. So he's clearly part of his motivation of running is so that he can get back in office. Like, oh well, I mean, you guys said last time you can't indict a sitting president, and I'm sitting, so. You know, can't yeah. do anything with me until I'm done, and then I'll probably I can be, pardon myself. Right, I may be able to pardon myself, but I mean, they can't. He can't because they wouldn't do anything until he's out of office, right? So he can't pardon. You can't pardon yourself before there's a crime, before there's a charge. Like, there's no question okay. about that. Okay, he, he, like I'll, he, he, I'll put he my constitutional law up against you and fucking Donald Trump any day. Right? You cannot pardon yourself if you have not been at least charged with a goddamn crime. I'm not arguing Hey, I pardon myself from whatever might happen in the future. He did bring that up. I'm not saying you're... I'm not saying what you said. You can bring whatever the actual (laughs) fuck up you want, Donald or Jim, but I am just telling you that there's not a fucking... Even with all the dipshit judges that we have as federal judges right now, and I would say that to some of their faces, they're so bad... um, most of them would be able to recognize and understand, and the ones we would need are the ones sitting in the Supreme Court who, as sketchy as they are, I trust, would know that you can't pardon yourself if you haven't been charged with a goddamn crime. More or less found guilty. Like, typically you need to be found guilty and convicted, (laughs) right? But that seems to be a little bit of a gray area now. But, like, there at least needs to be a crime. So they wouldn't charge him until after he got out of office, so he wouldn't be able to pardon himself. But by that point in time, he will be so fucking old Right, that he chances are he may not even make it through his next stint in office if he does get elected. I mean, that's that's the whole um, issue of Biden's age, which is valid, and I'm very disappointed that the Democratic Party isn't pushing back at Biden saying, "Yep, it's mine," and we can talk about this in a minute. Um, it's my uh, seat to defend, but I want to dial back to DeSantis's hubris is. Really amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, I remember, shit, it was two, probably two years ago, you and I discussing Ron DeSantis, and you telling me, dude's fucking dangerous. He's Yale and Harvard and, and fucking and all Jag of that Corp. is still true. You, like, everything is still true. And just as a caveat, I'm not promoting DeSantis uh, as he should be the guy. Understood. From the beginning, you were recognizing I was saying him the as guy a, is fucking dangerous. The guy's a force. Yes, the guy's dangerous. Right, but not, uh, not 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 like I don't like the way you're saying that. The guy, like the guy, literally given power to the level of president of the United States, can cost people their lives. That's what I mean. Like yeah. he is literally a danger to fucking society. Not like oh man, like that dude is dangerous. He's so good, or he's a force to be reckoned with. Like, not in a cheesy sort of way, meaning, like, this guy is a threat to national fucking security if you put him in a position of president of the United States. Is that clear? No, you're being a bit gray. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. No, no. no. I, I Again, I was not trying to... Um, I, I, I know, oh, but oh. words matter, and the words you were using at the time were not good, right? Because they're making it... Right, no, I just want to, like, it, it's just... Ron DeSantis, to me is not a good candidate for president because I wouldn't vote for him because I have a laundry list of issues. But the reason why I pinpointed him is because he checks so many boxes for the people who voted for Trump and he's a better version of Trump. And he's, he is in people can t- like, cause I got into this with somebody on Twitter like, Oh, well he was just the, the such and such consultant for seal team one. I mean, it's just seal team one. 
bitch, get the fuck out of here. Right? Like, tell me you don't know dick about the military without telling me you don't know dick about the military. Right? Like, as if it's just like the only reason you know about SEAL Team 6 is because of fucking Bin Laden. Right? Like, yeah. most people didn't even know about the, multiple the, layers the, of the, seals, the, yeah. the, the level of SEALs and the teams and everything else until that happened and that got out there. So don't come to me with this, oh, it was only SEAL Team 1. Like, <laughs> SEAL Team 1, like, they're fucking lifeguards at the public pool. Get the fuck out of here. Right? Like, so my whole point with this guy is you take the ridiculous brashness of Trump and his willingness to say and do whatever to appease the crowd, right? And then take it a step further DeSantis is that, right? Like, Trump's like, oh, oh you guys you guys don't like uh, the immigrants? Or, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, fuck yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're, they're sending I us mean, all the bad people to build a wall. I don't the, care. The, the perfect example is the pro-life issue where DeSantis yeah. is lying in the sand, hardcore, and Trump in his sham town hall was like, all I did was open a chance to negotiate. I'm like, all right, you're not that guy. You're Which, good that you're not that guy, but you're not taking a stand. You don't have a position. DeSantis has a position. Right, and he's willing to draw that line in the sand, and yeah, bringing taking people's lives at risk. I mean, right. a I mean, six like, months. Just some of the stuff that he's talking about with the transgender community. Six Everything weeks, is sorry. woke, and and all that. Like it, the, the thing he literally said, I want to end the leftism. Yes, like this is this is you are, you are dealing with a very dangerous person. Agreed. And I don't know if to like, and people are just like, and and this is why I get frustrated. Because people like you say his personality is so bad that no, like he's not charismatic enough, no one will vote for him, right? Like all of that bullshit is out the window. Like you cannot apply the standards that you guys were using to judge political candidates twenty fucking years ago. This is today. Today is completely different ballgame, right? Like the JFKs and the Mitt Romneys, the guys who look presidential are no longer even considered. Like, there, there are people running now for even local office who wouldn't stand a chance in hell 20 years ago because they didn't look remote. They don't look remotely close enough to the part. Now, all that shit is out the window, which is good. It shouldn't be all about looks. But now what gets you in is how insane can you be? How ridiculous can you be? How much on my side doing my values and my values are, you know, white guys are getting shit on, right? Like, white men are getting shit on and that's not right. And these niggers and trans Vesta homosexuals are getting all the attention and, and you're leaving us white males out of it, right? So who can speak to that group? Because also those guys' wives are saying the same damn thing to their, like, to their own fucking dismay, right? Like to, uh, against themselves, right? Like, so you're appealing to that crowd. Who can appeal to that crowd? It's a battle between Trump and DeSantis. Who's more charismatic? Doesn't fucking matter. Right? It's just about whose side is better able to market to those fucking insane people. And even though we don't think that it's that many, the problem is, is that it's enough to win a fucking election because we use electoral votes. You know what I mean? I mean, look, nothing you've... So at some point, well, you got to take we, this guy serious. Oh, well, look, I take him Not serious. you, I'm just saying yeah, the no, no. Well, no, I mean, you, you did kind of put me in the group of, you know, dismissive, whatever, and maybe the language I used, uh, you know, made that... Uh, fair. Um, I've never suggested that DeSantis was a joke. Um, I actually consider him to be a huge threat. And I kind of, I think what you said earlier today, the biggest threat to his candidacy is himself. Yes. I mean, you've, you've said months ago that if you're DeSantis, you're not declaring until the very last minute because why? Right. He jumps in now 
And who's who else is supposed to jump in this week? Oh God, it was Tim uh, Scott. Yes, Tim Scott's going to jump in. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? Tim Scott is going to get one 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 person going going. to get. Well, I mean, he's I would have chosen different words, but um, he's already a senator. I don't know what he's doing. Right, like, dude, there's. Well, he was a senator. He's a black senator from South Carolina, where Nikki Haley is also from. So any regional loyalty he might have gotten is going to get torn in half by Nikki Haley. Right. Like, everything about him running is wrong. Right? It's in just, terms of it's being successful. It's just the wrong year, <laughs> wrong, like, everything. Um, and he just, like, Tim Scott's another one. Like, his campaign is, I consider it over. He's going to push it. I, I'd say I give Tim Scott a good six months. All right. All right. We, Wait, when, are the, when, is, when is New Hampshire? When, are, when is their primary? All right. So why are you making me think? Um, someone's going to try it once in a while and see if it works. It will be. So the election is in November of 24. So I think New Hampshire is in like. Ugh. February 13th. Okay. That makes sense. So. You know where are we are. Where where are we now? Uh, it is so June, July, August, September, October, November. He's using his fingers. So eight months, nine months. I Not think Tim here. Scott. I think Tim Scott's done in seven months. All right. Let 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 me shift gears very badly right now. We need a board. You know what? We need a we need a board. Of right, things we say these, like yeah, predictions, yeah, well, predictions especially board. around campaign time, right? Like because. My Larry, like my, if it were a Gantt chart, right, and like you would have don't, don't go high road on me, bitch. You you would have had Larry Hogan. Dude. No, right? no. You would have had Larry Hogan go. Well, you would at least had him going through like I wanted sprint, Larry Hogan, right? Like you would have said when 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 does Larry Hogan tap out? You would have had him still in the race through twenty four, right? Not make you you probably wouldn't have had him making it to. November because that means he would have won right, but he probably you probably would have had him tapping out sometime in like March April, right? See, this was a hopeful thing, not so much as a prediction thing, because Larry Hogan is an actual sane Republican who won in a relatively purple state, and if we had any chance of returning to normalcy, again, twenty years ago, all of that makes sense for him to run for president, but it's now today. Yeah, oh no, he flat out said. He basically said, "I'm not running because I'll lose, and I don't want to distract from the other person who's going to lose, the Trump or DeSantis." That's essentially what he said. No, what he said was, and he didn't want to distract from the anti-Trump. Yes, he did say that. I know what he said, but what he meant was, "I'm not doing this." Like you people want a fucking psychopath to go out there and say and do shit that I'm not willing to do. So you know what? You can have all the attention, Nikki Haley. You can have. All the attention, whoever the fuck, and you can have all of it. Fuck you, I'm out. And I just heard on the radio he's taking a job as a as, as a board member on some board of directors, getting paid a lot of money, and God bless him for it. Smart move. I, yeah. <laughs> if I'm him, I mean, he's probably making a million bucks a year to be sitting on a you know. That, a dockside bar in Annapolis, Maryland, going telling guys like me he won't give me money, <laughs> and he's going to get paid a lot of money to do it. All right, good for him. Let's move on to the um, Target boycott because this is always one of my favorites. Whenever people boycott things because of whatever, I especially love it when people destroy products they've already purchased. 
That's my favorite. Yeah, I, uh, I feel the same burning way. my Nike shoes or blowing up my my um uh it, what was it? Yeah, curing and on the I want to draw a blank the cooler. Oh yeah, the the Yeti cooler. Yeti cooler. Yeah. People were filling Yeti coolers with gasoline and shooting them at distance to make them explode. I have a Yeti cooler. I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for said Yeti cooler. Mm-hmm. If Yeti were to put out an ad that said Jim is a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. I'd be like, okay, I'm not buying another one. Jim but I'm not close. Dick for crack. <laughs> or we can add on to it. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> Steve what, is very What proud. would you do then? <laughs> I would still say, maybe I'd scratch the letters off. <laughs> I'm not blowing up my $350 cooler, which, I'm by the way, either. I'm going to replace with either them or their competition. Either yeah. way, I'm helping them. So I, But the Target boycott is funny to me because they put out some you know, Pride Month uh, attire, LGBTQ attire. And there were folks walking into Targets and like harassing employees in just douchey, ridiculous ways, claiming they're satanic and they're targeting children. And that has become the mantra, right? It's... All of this is targeting your kids. Is it? It's. I mean, okay. So we know that uh, we know that the the whole MAGA GOP stance on trans is their sort of backdoor way to attack the LGBTQ community. Now, to be fair, um, well, no, I won't say that. But <laughs> they like look. That's what this is, right? This is this is their way. If they, they say it's targeted at, their, their disdain is targeted at pedophiles and, and, and men dressing as women so that they can groom and take advantage of and rape and kidnap children, we have to stop this siege of yeah. evil, underbelly, whatever. Um, but like that's how they're disguising it, but they're doing it poorly. And ultimately, they just they hate trans people and the idea of trans people and that they even exist. Um, and they are using it to go even further and to say that the LGBT community in general is all about grooming children and, you know, sexually abusing children and using it as their way because, like, they, they, they couldn't win the gay marriage thing, they couldn't win the whole sodomy thing, so maybe they can figure out another way to just do it this way, right? Because that's what this is turning into. Um, you know, See, I'm going to disagree with you in the sense that you said that they're doing a bad job of it. It's working. No, 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 I mean, doing a bad job of disguising what it okay. is. Okay, well, they don't right. need to disguise it. Right, well, I mean, because, well, they're... they're and they, I, I'm not, that's not a shot at you, it's just like... Well, they are this, They are saying that this is about protecting children from grooming and everything right. else. But it's it's obvious that this is, like, you're starting with trans and you're, you're filtering into the LGBTQ community. Um, and and we're, we're going backwards, Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I, yeah, and I my, guess my, my pushback is just that you know you're saying they're doing it poorly. You're right; they're disguising it poorly because they don't need to disguise it. Right. They're, right, they're, just, they're just, because they're the people that would the people that yeah. that would have an issue with it. They don't care about their opinion, right? And their their people don't mind, right? So or love just, it, would be right? More. Like so, they're just kind of they're and they're losing more and more. You're seeing them kind of take the mask off and just being more and more direct and open about their intentions, whether it's about trans people or or black people or immigrants yeah. or whatever. It's just kind of coming out like we just don't like any of them. So we're just kind of we got to say it a certain way because we've got the Constitution or whatever that says we can't say it the way we want to. 
but we're not really hiding it anymore. And which is fine. It's good to know exactly where you guys stand. Um, and also, again, the reason why I will absolutely not advocate for gun control because these people are fucking crazy. Um, they're 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 pushing like th- these people are in charge of the government, right? Like they're these people are in roles and positions of power in the government. Like, at every level, local, state, federal, right? Those are the people in charge, right? Like, so, these people who want to see, you know, trans people wiped off the earth, these people that just are, you know, have all these fucking dog whistles that are getting louder and louder about race and immigration and everything else, that's the government. That's the police. Those are the people that we're we're, we're talking about in control of our country at every level, and those are the people you're saying are the only ones that you want to have guns <laughs> in this country and that everyone else should just kind of trust them, right? Like, so if y'all well, so think that makes said, sense... Said you, you, you do not mean me on right. that one. Okay. But if y'all think that makes sense, right? Like, so the anti-gun people are saying, like, the only people who have those type of weapons are the police and these people and that people and the government. Oh, okay. The same government that you're sitting out there protesting with and saying that everything that they're doing is against you and attacks you and attacks these people and everything else, they're 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 they're, they're you know walking all over your rights. They're, they're you're calling them fascists and everything else. But those are the same people you're telling me I need to hand my guns over to. Okay. Cool. You know that 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 gives us a bit of a, a good segue into um, you know the uh, Tom Hanks statement. So Tom Hanks came. <laughs> What? I mean, it could have been. <laughs> could have been a really good segue. Okay. It's just, your segue was just bad. That's all. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting up with this. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're enjoying this so much. Actually, I 100% do. Uh, so, Tom Hanks put out a, a tweet about the Tulsa Massacre. No, actually, so he was Tom Hanks, He was being interviewed on the show. Okay. Um, oh, now I know why you're. Because yes, all right, I get it now. You want to uh, no, he was he was being interviewed on the show, and and just you know if if you're familiar with Tom Hanks, and like outside of his movies, um, he's a big history buff, right? Like sure. He, uh, I mean, like some of the you know, a couple of really epic World War II movies, Saving Private Ryan. Um, uh, what was it? We Were Soldiers or Band of Brothers? One of no, them. He, uh, it wasn't. We were soldiers. It was that either. Was Mel Gibson. We, I think Band of Brothers. What? Like I he, think he had a role. He was a producer for that. He's done multiple World War II movies. Um, he's a big history buff, and you know he he was being asked about it. And and one of the one of the topics that came up was the massacre that happened in Tulsa, Black Wall Street, sure. back in 1921. And you know we've talked about it on the show a couple different times, a couple different angles. It was it was it was a big part of uh, the show The Watchmen, which was on HBO. Uh, and, and a lot of people didn't know about it until that show. You didn't know about it until you, you and I talked on it right. prior to that show. Um, it was something that my father taught me about. It was one of those moments where it sounds cliche and out of a movie, but my dad's like, this is literally one of those things that you will never be taught in school and you need to understand it so you understand the history of our country and what you're dealing with. Now, please understand at the time I was a kid growing up in Texas and dealing with racism in real time directly from adults, teachers, kids, people around us in the community. And my dad needed me to understand at a very young age 
that this wasn't new, that I, essentially what he was trying to tell me was, look, you're not special. These people hate all the people who look like us. They treat us all bad. This isn't nearly as bad as what they've done to people in the past. Look at this story where they massacred an entire city, right? That was literally his thought process there, right? It was, it, it was <laughs> learn about the Tulsa massacre so you could stop whining and bitching and complaining about these lightweight racists that we're dealing with here in Lubbock, Texas, right? Like, so just imagine, Lubbock. right? Like, imagine, think like, the, uh, like, just imagine living your life that way. Right, like, and having that, to think you know, in that process, right, and it, not in fact, just in no, general. No, no, I, I, I remember my dad telling me that the story in Texas was the wind doesn't blow in Lubbock; it sucks. Lubbock is apparently a terrible town. It is awful. Okay, right. it is. It is truly a terrible place because it's flat. So my dad lived in it's, San Antonio, where well, we lived in San Antonio at the time, and that's when I heard that. Yeah, it's <laughs> flat. There's no trees. Um, they grow cotton there, and um, the cotton seed is in the air. And if you're a person who has allergies, which I am then you live in a constant state of misery. And this is before, like, allergy medicine was effective. So I, like, I... No, I get that. I've, right, like I, I mean, right now I sneeze 50 times a day. Right, and I, like, suffer from asthma and all that other stuff. So living there was fucking miserable for me. Um, like, I derailed us to trash Olympic Texas. I apologize. But, like, that's... So that's... that's that's how I learned about it. Now, and if, and, if you want to look up a Tom Hanks thing, I can... No, I have Okay, got it. Um... But just, I wanted to give a backdrop on why I knew what that story was, was able to tell you what that story was, and sort of the world kind of, the U.S. kind of figures it out from a show on HBO. Sure. It, it becomes a major part of conversation. Sure. But, but this, is, this is Tom Hanks uh, talking about him learning about it for the first time. Hold on. Man. Oh, I hope you fucked this up so much after our earlier conversation. And all right, so while you're doing that, Tom Hanks to me is funny to talk about because I knew him growing up as the guy on Bosom Buddies and in the movie Splash with John Candy. So he was the ultimate non-serious actor. He was purely... Here we go. Of what was appropriate for us to learn about our own American history. 
So I and, and the reason why I thought that was compelling and worth bringing back up is you know we were talking about DeSantis earlier and DeSantis has this book push to eliminate woke culture from Florida, right? Like so he he puts in this rule about what can and can't be taught. Um, and that if the parent has a complaint that something is too woke, they take it to the school and the school will make sure that that wokeness gets out of there, right? And then the question is, all right, well, what qualifies as woke, right? Like, and, then, and then they put it in as if it's sexual or if it, if it basically, if it makes white kids feel, I shouldn't say white kids, if it makes a particular kid, you say well, if it makes kid, a student feel bad about themselves or their race or you know, whatever, and their role in society, then then it's something that should be deemed inappropriate and taken off the shelves for review. And then this review board, which is all DeSantis people, will decide whether this thing should be there. Um, to the point where there was a mother down in Florida who was able to get, uh, the, uh, and we rise, it's a po the poem that was read um, at a... At a uh, uh, presidential inauguration, right, by the young girl, I forget her name, but um, this this very nice poem, very, you know, spiritual and, and sure. made a lot of, and I think there were some, some uh, you know, social um, aspects to it, but a mother down in Florida gets this poem removed <laughs> from from the reading list because like, she didn't read the poem, but it just, it, it was too woke for her. Right, she couldn't tell you anything about it. She can't like she can barely actually read, like at, like she, like English is her second language, but she's so indoctrinated by DeSantis and, and everything that he's saying about everything being woke that she saw this poem, saw that the that the author was a black girl, and saw the hubbub around it and said, "Oh no, that can't be there," right? And 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 where that's going to what Tom Hanks is saying. Right, he's like, what did he say? He said someone made an editorial decision to leave this out, right? Because there's no way if you're, you're putting a history book together, you're like, all right, let's go through all the good and the bad. Like you see that, and someone said, nope, not putting that in there. What was the reason behind them not putting that in there, right? And it's amazing. Again, think about who Tom Hanks is, how old he is, his access that he has, right, intellectually and and, and otherwise, and he's. Just figured he just found out about this two years ago, which probably means you saw Watchmen, by the way. Well, he just he and say that in that so that was a um, um, that was a interview that he was doing a show, um, he was doing on a show called Another Act. Um, and they talked to people in Hollywood about some oh, yeah. uh, uh, social, uh, social justice type issues, but um, like so he, he was reading about it in, in a New York Times article. Okay. And and what oh that was right. He was reading the New York Times and it said the last surviving person from that nineteen twenty one Tulsa massacre had died. And that led us to the point where I picked up. You know, I interview, think I think that's where we first talked about right, it. Right, where he said, Well, what's Tulsa Massacre? Right. Right. And and that that point and and you get that less now. Right. But it remember when you did like remember I was stunned when you didn't know. I'm like, well, how the fuck do you not know this? Right. Um and yet since then, I've I've learned like oh my god, like no one knows. This. Yeah, I was going to say I, this. This, uh, this comes back to a bigger issue of what is teaching history, and you know I I've talked to you on this show and and in general before about going to Dachau, Germany, and seeing the concentration camp there, and 
the people who lived right outside that didn't know about it until they were forced at gunpoint to say, here's what happened right next to you. We as America have essentially done everything we can to cover up the stink of how awful we've been racially. And what's happening now is a lot of folks are saying, well, yeah, we did all that, but it makes white kids feel bad and we can't have that. So is the solution in your mind to ignore reality? Because to a lot of people it is. And that's a flawed mentality. Now, that doesn't mean a seven-year-old kid in a school today who's white needs to feel like, oh, you did something wrong. But you should acknowledge this happened in your country and you should want to make your country better. And you should recognize this was really fucking awful. And it's, it's, it's easy to talk about for me sitting here as like as a concept and not put myself in the whole horrors of what it was like in 1921 when planes were dropping incendiary devices onto businesses and people were running through the streets murdering without not only without consequence without even fear of consequence because they knew well you know the whole government's white we can get away with this shit um you know to ignore that that happened is willful blindness and sorry it's ugly and maybe it shouldn't be taught in fourth grade but you just mentioned you were a young boy dealing with racism in lubbock texas and your dad had to tell you like oh by the way this represents progress so uh, you know again it's really easy for me to sit here as a 52 year old white guy in in cleveland ohio but i you know occasionally get into one of those weird um Moments where I think about the reality of it and just think about, okay, these were humans trying to make a life for themselves, fighting at every turn. And, oh, by the way, a group of people just don't like the way you look so they can murder you and your family and burn your business to the ground. And we as a country don't have the courage to acknowledge that happened. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I think, too, like, if... Like, part of the issue and concern, like, you hear this all the time, like, if you don't know history, it's destined to repeat itself. Yeah. And while there's some really great things that have happened in history, that's usually reserved for really some of the more terrible things that have happened. And when you've got your government going out and saying, we don't want to teach about this because it's going to make these kids feel bad, right? Like, that's a terrible cover. You don't want to teach black history. You don't want it a part of the... Uh, because... Yes, it makes kids feel bad. Yes, it makes white people look bad. Um, it, it also, it gives, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, like the 1619 Project and some of these, the, the, you know, where a lot of this uh, critical race theory, like the, the issue with it is, is that it, it, it shines a light because if you follow it from 1619 when the first ships arrived in the U.S. with slaves on them from Africa all the way through today. The problem is, is that you can see connections and, and the, the problems that exist in, in black communities and, and, and with our culture and with our country root all the way back to then. And, they, and what, that, what the 1619 Project and CRT, what it does is it makes those connections in a way that you can't deny, right? Like you just, you can't. Like, and, and I've studied it through housing, looking at the impacts that go all the way back 
to to the end of the Civil War and and segregation and reconstruction and how all of those things impacted the way we build communities, right? And we're still dealing with it today. Where do you think HOAs came from, right? Do you really think that those are all about just everybody cutting grass so it all looks the same and everybody has the same colored houses painted, right? HOAs were just were came were born of a very nefarious like, nefarious it, root cause. Like, it made sure to make sure everything was the same color. Right, wasn't exactly. the houses? Wasn't the houses <laughs> right? Like, I, I mean, uh, and people were like, oh, well, I mean, there, there was a legitimate use. Like, they, 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 yeah, they put one legitimate use, right? But the one above that legitimate use was to keep the niggers out, right? Like, I mean, they literally put it on deeds. Like, I guarantee you, if you own the deed to your home, and your home was built prior to 1960, right? Then, if you look on that deed, I promise you, depending on where you are, and, and in most places, there's something on that deed that says something that you may not like. Right, Dep- well, or you may love, well, okay. <laughs> right? And you, okay. you may be asking, can I still enforce this, right? Um, like, dep- depending on what your bag is, but but I, and so to my point is, the the key thing that Tom Hanks said was someone made an editorial choice not to teach that. Yeah, and so how much else is but being like, left? Someone out? is a national thing, right? So it's not yes. like an individual. It was right. nationally accepted. I'm not trying to well, put yeah, but that's, that's a bigger deal. But that's a my huge... Point. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because we, we all go to school and for yeah. the most part get educated. So choices were made to leave this out across the country. Right? And, and like the, no the, one the, learned the, about the, the reason I bring that up is I grew up in Buffalo, New York. You grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, Youngstown mm-hmm. and, and Texas. I actually live in Texas too. Um, and when I went to college at West Virginia and I learned that Oh, these kids learned not about the Civil War, but about the War of Northern Aggression. I was like, all right, there's different perspectives. Of this. Oh, by the way, West Virginia, you only exist as a separate state because of not seceding, but we don't need to have that logical fact thrown in your face. Um, but, I mean, that's whitewashing history there. And what you're talking about, what we're talking about right now is... It's not even so- whitewashing, it's just straight up just denying it oh okay <laughs> this all right we're, 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 yeah well but, no 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 but i'm not criticizing i'm just saying like that's like, what yeah, they're doing and and but i think what we're talking about now with tulsa and there was there were multiple it was rosewood florida i think and there were multiple other similar events i think tulsa is kind of the you know the pinnacle of literally firebombing from the sky and attacking a neighborhood simply because it was successful and we're bitter. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this was not a single isolated incident and it is something that has been, I'm going to stick with the word whitewashed from history because I can't think of a better one. Okay. If you've got a better one, I'm willing to listen. No. All right. (laughs) All right. So let's, let's give, um, Tom Hanks credit for, Speaking out, Tom Hanks is not only a national treasure, but also a Cleveland legend for his time going to the taco joint at Mary Arts in Lakewood, Ohio, which is less than three miles from where we are recording right now. I uh, that place so much. I don't. I don't. I just, uh, I, they're just, I, I don't know, I just feel like the service is bad. One woman's excessively rude, and I know that's like a cute, kitschy thing, but like, I'm sorry. Like, right, we're not going to trash Mary Arts. I am, because okay. the people are shitty. Like, like, I'm sorry, I guess if that's your thing, congratulations, you're doing your thing very well. 
Um, fuck you, I, I'm not paying you. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I, I, I'm a huge believer in voting with your dollar. Um, real quick, before we wrap up, um, we talked about this back in the uh, election days that a woman named Tara Reid uh, accused Joe Biden of sexual misconduct. She has suddenly fled to Russia because that's where nothing bad happens to Americans. This is a weird story. It's right? a very weird because story that you said to me, and I was like, okay. So here's the thing. Like, back, Tara Reid makes, comes out of nowhere, makes this claim that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her, right? The problem is the timing of it was terrible. You had the stuff going on with, uh, with you know, everything, with the accusations of Trump, and there was Kavanaugh. All the stuff is going on, so it's just like, oh my God, like, you got to believe all the women. This woman's story doesn't vibe, it doesn't check, but you're like, I don't know, Biden's kind of creepy, so uh, maybe I buy it, maybe I don't. Her story completely falls apart, if you remember. Yeah, I do. Like, yeah. over time, like, like it, it does. She and claims then, it happens in a busy hallway that no one else saw. Right, and... like, it's just like, oh, it was a really busy hallway that no one ever went down. Like, wait, that doesn't Those two things don't track. exist, right? But, like... Back then, there were there were like rumors that she was like a Russian agent or had ties to Russia, which I I completely dismissed as bullshit, right? Like, because at the time, again, the I frankly don't remember that the Russian investigation is going off, and then you know she's coming out with this thing against Biden, so it was like, all right, like not everybody is a Russian agent or an asset that doesn't that has a beef with Biden, right? Or, or whatever, right? Like, just like sure. just stop, right? Like, I mean, like, uh, okay. Well, I say that then. And now. And now. Oh, like, this oh, chick, oh. Not only. Oh. Like, go on. She, not only does she go to Russia, which, like, the timing of, like, they're in the middle of a fucking war, and you think this is the safest place to go? <laughs> right? Like, what, like, even if you were afraid for your life, you think that going to Russia is the safest place to go, and then... Not only does she go, she does an hours-long, hours-long interview, debrief on national television, Russian national television, with Russian national television that's controlled by the fucking state, right? With, like, you know... I, I want to fill in a detail that you touched on, but if you didn't read the article, she was literally claiming she fled because she feared for her life in the U.S. Yes. And she she, she you, feared you, for yes. her life in the U.S., so where do you go? Fucking Let's go Moscow. to Russia. That's the place to go. Like so, I only threw that in because people might not know that that was no, her no, claim. which is fair. But again, that again, my whole I thing was saying that's what she said. You know, calling people bullshit for calling her a Russian asset. You know, a couple years ago, clearly the shit is on me, <laughs> right? I mean, because I, I like. I, I don't know what else to say, right? Like, I, I you try like here's the thing: you try to get people the benefit of the doubt. Right and and I never I never quite bought her story and it just she did a bad job selling it and you want to believe and, all and, women and, but and, and also you don't like Joe Biden I don't but her story fell apart just didn't seem to track you'll never see me blaming the victim so I wasn't going to go after her or attack her and I she had been act she's been active very active on Twitter lately. Um, you know, in the light of everything that's going on, because, you know, like especially with the Elon Musk version of Twitter, people like this get a much louder voice. So, okay, fine, whatever. But then she says, oh, like, first of all, why is your life in danger? Who? Who is coming after you? You know, Biden? when I was reading the story, you said I couldn't determine if she was afraid that Biden was coming after her or if the people that she didn't successfully deliver the anti-Biden message for. Like, I read but the that article. That can't be it because she's going to Russia. Well, 
I, I read the article and I was like, but to your point, I was like, I don't know where you're claiming. Right. Like, it's just, it's bizarre. And, and it's just, to me, it's sad, right? Like, I, cause I, like, if, if she's an actual Russian asset spy, all right, I mean, then that life seems like it kind of sucks. But if she's just a delusional woman who was looking for her 20 minutes of fame, or maybe something did happen between her and Biden. Um, that was inappropriate and it has completely wrecked her and like this is where it's led her not because Biden is coming after her and then her life is really in danger but she's just so out there that she thinks that this makes sense and the Russians are just like sure let's you know yeah. you know to you know I mean, earlier, maybe yep, let's not dismiss she could be this delusional we've talked yeah, about she delusional could just shit be crazy earlier and the Russians are just like look Yes, she's crazy, but she's saying all the right things that help our cause. So let's give her, let's put a microphone in front of her face, put her on camera, and just let that feed again into the body politic of the United States through social media because people are going to pick it up on Twitter. We know Elon Musk is going to let it run. So let it go. See where it goes. If anything, maybe it just causes a little bit more dissension and gets us a little bit closer to their overall collapse. Right, like that's I mean, the only thing and, I can think. And, and what do they have? Because there's no way that this woman is actually. I, I just I do not believe that she's an actual master Russian spy that's been playing the long game for twenty years, thirty years, whatever. And you know now is just going back home, and then they're making this big of a deal about it. No, I think she's fucking crazy. She went to Russia. They gave her a soft landing spot, and she will either be dead or forgotten in six months. Before or after Tim Scott's campaign ends, <laughs> I think, I think she will. We don't have we don't have the prediction board. I think, so I think she it. will. I think she'll survive longer than Tim Scott's campaign, <laughs> but not much. Not much. All right, we got to wrap this up in a minute. She uh, won't survive as long as DeSantis is. We need we need the prediction board, and the consequences. Because okay. I think at one point I was supposed to like drink something awful or whatever. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't Zima. No, stop. Um, all right. So anyway, before, like before, ideas before, before we wrap this up, we haven't gotten together in a while. And I'm since we got Zima, bitch. since we've last gotten together, both Tim Brown and Tina Turner passed away. Jim and Brown. I'd say I said Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Tim still. Brown is the <laughs> former wide receiver from the Raiders, who's alive and well as far as I know. Jim Brown. <laughs> yes. Tim Brown. Okay. Hall of Famer. Tim yeah. Brown Hall, still alive. Actually, Hall of Famer. Jim, Jim Brown, Brown no longer no. alive. Yes. Jim Brown is considered by some people to be one of the, if not the greatest, athletes ever to walk the face of the earth. He was a dominant college and professional football player, argued by some who know the sport better than me, the best lacrosse player ever to be on the planet. Um, and a very Im impactful guy. I mean, he was, didn't, he did have some ugly issues in his life, but he also had a lot to do with, with civil rights. And he was a very impactful guy in terms of standing up uh, in the sixties. And his passing kind of caught me off guard, which I don't know why it did. Cause he was like 87. Right. But seriously, didn't, I mean, I, the last time I saw the guy, I think you've told me you met him. Yeah. I met him and, twice. And his hands apparently are just like Massive. sledgehammers. Right. Uh, I met him twice. Uh, once was uh, doing a Browns event with my buddy who worked for the Browns at the time. Another time, uh, we were at a wedding uh, down at the uh, downtown Cleveland 
and was waiting for my car to get pulled up, and I was standing next to Jim Brown. And he was waiting on his As a guy who was a big, bulky running back, that had to be kind of right. Well, it was it was crazy. And the reason why it was crazy is because Jim Brown at the time, I mean, had to have been in his, like, late 70s. Um, and he was he's a much smaller version of himself, right? I mean, he's in his sure. late 70s, so he's... I don't want to say frail, because he wasn't frail. He was just smaller um, than... What than the saw, monster then, I mean, to destroy I watched people. I so many videos of Jim Brown run. Like, my dad is a diehard Steeler fan, but at a young age, he's like, look, listen, Jim Brown's the greatest of all time. You want to be a running back, you look at him, you look at Franco, and that's how you model your game, right? And then, so, like, I did, and then I got Jerome Bettis and, and, and Edron James and those guys. Um, but, like, my passion for football and specifically playing running back was really, you know, Jim Brown, Franco Harris. And so standing next to him at that point, like I met him at an event and meeting some people at these type of events when you do a lot of them, right? Like there's a, there's a formula, right? There's a handshake. There's a, Hey, this is what I do. Pleasure to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. You take it to business. You get what you need and you get out and you move on to the next person. But now in this particular situation, I was just a guy waiting for his car and then boom, childhood hero. And I went immediate fanboy, like, Oh my God, it's Jim Brown. Right. And I said it kind of out loud and he's like, yeah, that's my name. And I was like, oh, my God, that's totally Jim Brown. You know, it's funny because we've had discussions in the past where I'm like, who would you fanboy out over? And you never brought that up. Well, yeah, because it actually I, happened. Because it actually, like, happened. And there aren't many people where I would do that. But in that moment. Oh, sure. Where, I'm not criticizing. I'm just like, it's funny. Right, and just, it because, was the moment itself because, like, it's just like, I'm not at an event. I'm not trying to put on a show. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I was hung over right i'm not even gonna say probably because it was a wedding and it was downtown so i was hung over and i was still drinking at the time so it's just like you don't have time to think about being not sure. a fanboy right because part of it I, I hate that term and i hate I when people do it so i'm just like well fuck you i'm just not gonna do it right so now it's just like i'm not gonna fanboy over yeah. anybody fuck you faggot but what'd you say i said fuck you faggot i'm not a fanboy over anything all right but with Jim Brown, I just did, and it was a pretty cool moment, and I shook his hand, and he asked me if I wanted an autograph. I didn't have anything to sign. I said, no, meeting you is enough, um, completely disregarding the fact that I had already met the man, right? Like, it's just so weird, right? Because I had actually met him in person before, but in this particular instance, it's just my mind was in a different place, and it was a really cool experience. He was very nice. Um, the guys with him were nice, and it was great. And he was, I mean, again, he was... I've heard so many people talk about how they meet the guy, and he was just a freak. And he was a freak. Like, he was a 250-pound running back in a time where defensive linemen were 240 pounds. So he was he was just a, an absolute monster of the game. Um, to the point where he got bored, and he actually went into acting, because he was like, yeah, I've done everything I can here. And I do want to talk about Tina Turner for a minute, because I love Tina Turner so much. I do too. And um, you know, again, she was eighty three, I believe. Not you know, so you can't be shocked. And at the same yeah, time, it's I like mean, when someone like that's gone, it's like that's a bummer. I felt that way about Prince, about Tom Petty, about a bunch of other folks. And 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 she's obviously, you know, lived longer than them in terms of, of uh, chronological age. But I was really still bummed because I really loved Tina Turner. Um, you know, I mean, for me, like a lot of these people, uh, I think what makes it hard, even though it's just like, man, like 
yeah, their age, you should have expected it 83, 86, 91, 99, if you're Betty White, whatever. The issue is, like, for me, right, like, a lot of these people have been around my entire life. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's it's just like, yeah, I get it age, but, like, they've always been there. So it's weird that they're not. Even though I'm not, I don't have a personal relationship with these people, it's not like I'm calling them or whatever, but they're just, they're, they're these type of icons. And what was funny is there was somebody on Twitter who, you know, some guy who thought he was really smartest guy in the room, you know, which is apparently everybody on Twitter. But he goes on Twitter and he's like, you know, I mean, sad that Tina Turner died, but I mean, like, let's, she really, she only had three Billboard top 10 hits or whatever. And he's like, she only had these couple albums. Like, is she really an icon? And it's like, everybody in the fucking world know who she is, right? So what does that tell you? She didn't have to do a whole lot to be a fucking star that people know to this. Tina Turner hasn't done new music, performed anything in God knows how long, right? But In, yet, your, in your lifetime, essentially. Uh, that's not true. Right, but no. I mean, like, no. I mean, like, she, Thunderdome, like, listen, Thunderdome was, was huge, and, um, you know, like she, she was a huge star in the 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, she had a couple and albums younger, in the 80s. Younger, younger right, like, I mean, like, and she, like, I knew her post-Ike, Right, like I, I wasn't even around for like the 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 heyday of her and Ike Turner. No, nor was I. If we right. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, she's just been around for so long. Like the woman is a fucking icon. Like I don't give a fuck how many Billboard hits she had. What I do know is that there's not a room on fucking earth and that that knows shit about shit that doesn't at least know about Tina Turner and her ridiculous legs that she had. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, she had just amazing. Like, she, she was one of the few women that actually had, like, muscle tone in the 80s, right? Which is part of the reason why I am the way I am, right? Like, we were just talking about it today. We had lunch, right? That girl walked by, and I was like, she's the same shape all the way down, yeah. right? Like, she's built like a pencil. You're like, oh, well, right up my alley. Like, your alley's I, terrible. Well, you can right? judge but you, my You see what I'm saying? Like, if I, I but, like, my, my first foray into women was me sitting on the floor, looking up at the screen, seeing Tina Turner on a stage in a short skirt, and seeing her legs, and be like... Most women's legs don't look like that, and I like it, right? And then yeah. you get what I am now. No, no, I'm, no. I'm not going to blame her for me being a pervert, but... No, there's plenty of other things to blame for that. She feeds into it. Um, in all, yeah, in all seriousness, I mean, she was iconic. And again, you know, it's sad she's gone. But like you just said, she was literally... She was an icon to our parents and through all of our lives until this last week yep and uh and so you know and great comeback story right like i bring up ike and and how that whole thing with him being abusive and then she gets out of it and you know finds her independence as uh both like an artist and as a person um you know finds a lot of success with the movie and you know books about her life um you know goes on to and she went on like she she became very anti-living in the U.S. because of, I think, the way she was treated with some of the stuff going on with Ike and some of the stuff that was going on. Like, she was very, you know, vocal about the abuse and then just kind of, like, which is crazy, right? Like, the issues that women talk about today, right? Like, Tina Turner lived, right? In terms of believe women, support women, like, abusers, you know, don't get the type of punishment that they deserve. They're allowed to continue to repeatedly abuse Tina Turner lived that and then said, you know what? I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but I'm going to go to France. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to live my life out there. Thanks for all my fans here, but you guys don't treat 
me as a woman, right? As a black woman, right? So I'm going to go to where I'm appreciated. I'm appreciated in France. I don't have to worry about this shit. So I'm going to go do my thing. And she did. And thankfully, she didn't take a lot of heat for it. Right. Yeah. But I think if you that should, happened should, now, you know what? That's a good point. You know, I mean, it should be Colin Kaepernick. Right. Exactly. Like, right. Like these people, like, oh, she's a traitor. Blah, blah. A lot of people don't know that, but that's that's what happened, right? Like, she, there was just so much negative energy around, like, her speaking out about the abuse that she she lived with forever, and she's like, wait, so I'm the bad person because I'm talking about being abused, right? Like, and I'm not protecting this guy who was, uh, like, chronically abused me. All right. Well. Fuck you. I'm going to take my ball and go. I can go somewhere else. (laughs) You know, it was funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and they said uh, something. We were talking about Ike Turner and and the movie What's Love Got to Do With It and and Lawrence Fishburne playing Ike Turner. And I said, is Ike Turner still alive? Because if he outlived her, that would be wrong. He didn't. He died in 2007. He OD'd in 2007. So... All right, I looked that up. I didn't know it prior to. Uh, but anyway, rest in peace, both Jim Brown and Tina Turner. Um, I did see a meme that said, uh, hey, Ike, Tina's here. And it, it was the oh, name. Oh, that, that makes me unhappy. It I was, don't like that at all. Well, the funny one, it was like the meme, or, or it said, hey, Ike, Tina's here. She's with God. And it was the... Picture okay. uh, of Ike Turner turning around, look like it was Lawrence Fishburne like, playing Ike Turner okay. with that surprised look on his face, like, like oh, okay, so it's come up in time. Yes, okay, right. okay, good. If, if it was a, like a, oh. there was another one with someone else who just died, and and it was just like, hey, who who else died? You know, it's funny. What? Somebody died, and it was like, hey, uh, uh, you know, somebody's here with Jerry Springer. I can't remember who the person was who died, though, because it feels like their kids are in question now. Nick Cannon was not dead, <laughs> so no. And he doesn't deny that he's the father of <laughs> Nick Cannon claims kids. all his kids. Yeah, he just doesn't know who they are. 15 of them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, I wish I had remembered what you were thinking of, because there was something that came up with us the other day in a conversation. All right. I'm not going to come up with it. it. We've gone way long. So unless you've got a closing remark, we're going to wrap this up. Anything? Nope. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. We missed you, and we're done.